Hey, need a great civil lawyer? Or maybe you want to restore your gun rights, even if you need to be defended on criminal charges. Call Mike Trent of the Trent Law Practice in Halifax County at 434-471-4339 or trentlawpractice.com. Choose Mike to get it right. 10 Minutes of Truth with Sean A. Barksdale is committed to bringing you the truth. Hello, everybody. This is Sean A. Barksdale. This is 10 Minutes of Truth. We're doing a little special episode today. A lot of people know that um, in the last few weeks, uh, some traumatical things have happened in my life. My very best friend uh, from the sandbox, as we would say, uh, was murdered. And that was kind of like the last straw for me and just trying to do this thing alone. Uh, we come from a community, our community, where you know trauma wasn't talked about, um, depression wasn't talked about. You couldn't, you know, really bring these things up in the home because you know people either didn't have the answers to the questions you may ask, or they just wanted to keep everything quiet in the home. And uh, we're in a different time, and we have to start learning how to get help, where to get help. Uh, so I, I definitely brought um, my friend, uh, Anita Danielle Valines, uh, on for this. How you doing? I'm well. How are you? Great. I'm great. I'm great. I'm better now. Um, and would not, uh, a lot of people know, you know, from her uh, previous episode, she was our second guest. You are our second guest? Second or third Second or third guest, and uh, just a refresher, uh, tell the people about yourself and, you know, what your forte is, ma'am. <laughs> um, yes. Hello, everyone. Um, Danielle Valines. Um, I'm a speech-language pathologist by, by trade, or, or it is what I do. I also have a degree in psychology, of which I didn't take to the fullest extent because I began to learn a little bit more that I wanted to delve into um, in another direction. So um, got a little bit of information on that, got a little bit on education and special education. It's all kind of in here. So um, I try to give feedback where um, I can be helpful and um, as needed to give people more information. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I didn't, I knew every episode that 10 Minutes of Truth did, has done, will do, is very important to the community. Um, I wasn't on the path to therapy at that time. Didn't, you know, I just, not that I didn't think I needed it. I just, it wasn't at the forefront of my mind. And as I went back and played a lot of episodes, uh, those four pivotal episodes, uh, a lot of things that you spoke about, spoke to, I was able to pull from, mm -hmm. you know, uh, moving forward from, you know, we're dealing with, you know, COVID and that middle piece that has, you know, it has taken on and the world is very different now. Um, trauma, how do you view trauma today versus, you know, uh, pre-COVID? It's so funny. I literally had this um, conversation last night with a hmm. friend of mine. Um, I feel COVID brought on an entire feeling of isolation. Mm. Um, not only did we have to isolate for our health and the health of loved ones, um, but it, everyone was in a small setting 
almost all day. Mm. So you didn't get out. Right. You didn't get your normal conversation. You were not in a routine. Your schedule was broken. Lots of people were in homes where they actually had the opportunity to leave home. And in some instances, that's like escape. Mm. You know, people don't think about the fact that folks are in their everyday home routine, but most people are only home for about eight to 10 hours in a day. And that includes their sleeping. Mm, correct. So correct. they're in and out. They deal with their children in a small amount if their children are in a home, if they have children, their spouse in the same way. And we learned nationally that there were, and internationally, um, I want to say China had an exponential amount of divorces. Oh, wow. Exponential amount of divorces, not just in China, in the United States. I'm like, you know, I'm an information buff, you know, so if I can read it and find out about it, I'm all on it. Right, correct. Um, so um, divorces were high. Um, people's ability to suppress came to a boiling point. Mm. Even recently, I was following a trail of something I was researching, identified um, that in one setting, Iowa or Indiana, I'm not sure which one, but looking at persons who were recently convicted of crimes, mm. the biggest crime was assault and battery. Mm. Assault and battery was like 80, 85% wow. of everything listed. And the next thing was drug use in mm. public, um, drinking drug use in public as well as dealing of drugs. You know, so to me, it all kind of balances out as in people were wanting to anesthetize mm. some of their pain. You're in a home, you're in a setting all the time. And the little things that you may have been able to say, hmm, you know, not a big deal, you know, whatever, um, have turned into huge things, mm. almost, you know, to, the joke is, you know, just to hear somebody breathing, you're like, oh, my God, you're breathing, you're breathing again. Huh? Yeah, you're breathing uh, again. Stop breathing. Yeah, stop breathing. For just you a know, little just while. <laughs> <laughs> and so, right, and so right. um, you know, it just brought to the forefront that people were no longer able to suppress right. and cope because of the different caveats of their day and routine right. that they had in place. Right. So you've got folks that are just barely hanging in mm. and hanging on. And then you've got people that are blowing up mm. and you've got folks looking for an additional escape mm. because everybody's been in their small walls of their home, mm. um, not getting the typical interactions with others, not getting the added hug or um, intimate gesture um, from other people even. I mean, this that's the life. We're, we're very interactive right. as human beings. And so... Um, it just has been a heightened awareness of what is wrong. Mm. Um, and people now trying to reel it in, rein it back in to identify how do I fix or how do I work on what's going on with me? Mm. What's wrong? Right. That's a great explanation. I didn't, I didn't even know those numbers, especially with... Uh, China. I just know, like, with the children and me having children, uh, even with Asia, my oldest daughter, you know, her first, well, her life was transformed because of, um, and it was just, it was traumatic, you know, to her because she didn't get no senior prom. No. You know, her first year in school, you know, college, 
uh, that we paid all that money for, she actually came right back home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was it was like she didn't get to experience that, no. and not fully now does she because the world is just different. It's different, and 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 a lot of times this plays a big part on our mental state, and we don't really look at it or know it because I'm looking at myself. I was. Uh, me and Annette that I just had on and I was on her show, you know, we we were talking about being entrepreneurs. If you're an entrepreneur, you don't have a set 40, 50, 60, even an 80 hour week, right? right? It may be 120, it, you know, it may be anything, but, and it's no set paycheck, right? right? So even in this time, I know for myself that I had to learn how to pivot and then say, okay, well, how am I gonna make money? There ain't nobody going anywhere. They ain't gonna buy no T-shirt right now. You know, I gotta make a mask or a pillow. Right. You know, so you had to cut, and that's mental Be stress. Creative. Yeah, you're like, oh man, I'm a, you know, overnight you had to change with the changes, you know, and whatnot. So, you know, um, I think that you know, and for me, just moving forward a little bit with the the therapy piece, because uh, we were talking about gaining a. Uh, how, to, how do you know how to gain a good therapist? Mm-hmm. And of course, it's trial and error and things Correct. of that nature. But I said, you know, I had to be inviting um, because you know, I, I said on the um, on uh, one of our uh, YouTube videos, you know, the environment that I came from, my therapist said something. And I was like, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna answer that. You sound like the police. Right, you know, I'm not right. going to do that. You know what I'm saying? So, right, but right. then I had to say, no, Sean, we're not going to do that. We have to be inviting. That's right. Right? I have to invite you into my life. That's what I'm here for. Right. And once I did that, then it opened up some levels and it opened up some doors for me to be able to say, okay. And she, and, and she was able to say, okay, this is something you can start doing today. Right. Write down such and such. Correct. Tell me what those thoughts are next week. So now I'm thinking about what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, why I'm doing it. Right. So with me saying that and, you know, what you know um, uh, for a child, because that's your profession. Uh, what is something that a parent could do when trying to pick a therapist? What should they look at? I would initially, because I'm a therapist, right. um, I would initially look at just the child and the clinician's interactions. Mm. Very early on, you can see if, two, that's just like when two people meet each other, male, female, you can see if there is a reluctance, if there is a pullback, um, a withdrawing, um, and or the opposite of that, if there is an openness, right. an invitation, whether they begin to open and have like a little bit of a rapport and some reciprocal back and forth, even if it's playing a game, right. you know, as simple as playing a game, batting something back and forth, if that child will engage with that person. And if there is minimal to no engagement, then you need to really question whether they would be a good match. Mm. And okay. the next thing is is understanding, like, are they going to really have an understanding for what this child has gone through and what this child is going through? And that that's a big piece. Like, that deals with culture. That deals with diversity. Right. Some people look at their area and or their niche and they're like, hmm, this is who I know. I'm not willing, nor do I want to know anything different. Um, whereas a clinician and a therapist who's more open um, and, as you said earlier, inviting, right. it may be like, 
hmm, I don't know, but I'm willing to find out. Right, right. You know, I'm willing to find right. out a little bit more. Right, right. And um, even speaking on something recent, I had to remind the person that I was speaking to, I was like, I generally, and overall, I'm not a biased person, even though we come with the things that we know and or have experienced. I said, but I was speaking with someone over the phone whom I did not understand because their dialect was so strong. Mm -hmm. I was like, and I come from a, a setting where I work and have worked with over 123 different dialects. And you may hear somebody from the same place that speaks slightly different than another person. So it's like, no, we've gotta gotta realize that people come with different things Hmm. and that we have to be inviting, engaging, and wanting to learn. Hmm. And I think those are the caveats that make the difference, that reciprocal learning. Because you're gonna learn. If you're there, everybody's gonna learn something new. Absolutely. that made me think of, I'm going to tell you all this real quick before we uh, <laughs> go. Uh, my direct, I'm not direct TV. Uh, I'm not going to put the, 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 the internet service on blast. I'm not going to mm-hmm, do that. Mm-hmm. So the internet service that I have, deep, deep, deep in the country, um, it went out. I was painting and it went out. So I called, right? <laughs> so I called and because you're talking about the dialect, right? So the individual had a very strong dialect and they couldn't hear me. Mm. And I kept saying, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? No, well, I can't, I can't, I can't. I said, look. So I had to give him my phone number, right? Trauma. I had to give him my phone number 82 times. I had to give him my phone number 82 times. When I gave him my phone number, right, I said, okay, call me back. They was like, we're not going to call him back. They didn't call me back. <laughs> Now. (laughs) (laughs) They ain't going back. You know, but I just say that, I I say that to say, you know, jokingly, but this is something that we talked about um, a little while ago on the podcast. Like, you know, we were put here not to hate one another, to get to know one another. Correct. You know what I'm saying? uh, To get to know one another. And inside of that, um, that's why we came up with the slogan, check on me. You know what I'm saying? 10 Minutes of Truth came up with that slogan because... Um, a lot of people checked on me, you know, uh, when my friend passed away. A lot of people checked on me that I didn't think would check on me, that even cared to check on me. Um, and it helped me through that. And it's still because it's still a process. You know, every time I see his picture now, I'm like, man, dude, you really gone. You know, so and, and, and that's how we came up with the, you know, check on me and, and don't suffer in silence. Um, from your position and your standpoint, how can people because we are in a society right now that we want to be connected while being disconnected. That's what <laughs> social media has it's done. done. Right. So we want to know everything that everybody is doing, whether we want, you know, the money, we want some attention, affection, whatever it is. But at the same time, I ain't going to answer the phone if you call. But if you text me, I'll text I'll you back. Respond. You know what I'm saying? That's where we're at now. So what do you feel we could do in a nutshell to start checking on each other better? Wow, that's great. Um, I think it's just doing it. Hmm. You know, it, it's not a, I don't think that's a formula. I mm. think the thing is, if it's a text, then great, text. But follow that text up with a call. Right. Because hearing someone's voice makes the difference. Speaking to someone, you can gauge if they are preoccupied. Right. You can gauge if there is a, a down tone right. to a typical upbeat. Right. 
um, you can gauge if there's a hurriedness or a sadness. Mm-hmm. You can gauge those things only by hearing it. it, it it's funny. It kind of goes with the idea of touch. There is nothing that is replaceable mm. in the human touch. Um, and there is something called RAD. I would have to go into my right, right, right. background, but it deals with a, a syndrome that babies have when they are orphaned mm. and they're not touched. And these children will fail to thrive mm. because it, it's almost like a flower that gets no light. It just goes mm. within, withers, withers, withers away. Yeah. away. Wow. And it can happen to people. So wow. it's important that we, we learn to touch. I know um, I'm, a, I'm a toucher, I'm a hugger. Some people don't realize that about me, but I'm a hugger and I'm a toucher. And um, they say for us to feel balanced, everyone needs approximately five to eight hugs a day. Wow. So we're deficient. (laughs) Yeah, we're deficient. I'm deficient. Wow. You know, so it's a deficient. Yeah, it's like that that touch, some type of a human Touch, touch. Right, right. Five to eight That's times That's why my a kids, because I, I, you know, you wonder your kids be on you. You be like, they on you. My kids be on me. My kids be on me. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's wonderful to know. I didn't I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, how can the people get in touch with you? Oh my gosh, um, I can be reached via, you know, my growing a now. Um, Golly, growing and now, gen- the growing and now generation. I, I have to get accustomed to saying it. dot com, as well as um, online with um, growing and now generation at gmail dot com. Um, I also have my space that is directly connected with Facebook, and I'm growing the one that's on Instagram and TikTok. So. Uh-huh. Um, if you plug those in, I was even surprised myself when I saw that there were like a thousand hits on growing right, 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 right. <laughs> really? right. You know, so that's a good thing. So yeah, definitely, um, definitely. I I welcome that. And um, you know, I'm hoping and, and my desire is to grow that as well. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for being on. Thank you for your service. Uh, you are definitely a community leader in that in that fashion. Uh, everybody, um, this has been a special episode just talking about, you know, trauma, talking about therapy. You know, check on me. I'm going to check on you guys, man. This is Sean A. Barksdale. Thanks. Hello, I'm Danielle Valines, and my website is com. As well, you can reach me on Facebook, Generation at facebook.com. As well, I am at advine, um, growingandnow.com. Jen on Instagram, and I can be reached as well via email, growingandnow at gmail.com. Hi, my name is Mike Trent. I'm at the Trent Law Practice here in Halifax, Virginia. I'm a son of Southside, Virginia. Uh, That's the reason I came back here after law school, because I want to represent my friends and neighbors uh, in the courts of Halifax County and the surrounding areas. We take it really personally. That, that we deal with regular people and we want to help regular people with what are sometimes very difficult challenges. Our focus is on litigation. We do criminal defense. We do family law. We do quite a bit of personal injury. 
Uh, we, we also help in other areas. So if you have questions, please feel free to give us a call, shoot me an email, check us out on Twitter, Facebook, website. That should be on your screen. Um, thank you for your time, and I thank you for uh, watching or listening to this today.